Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, Chicago. I hope and pray that in the following message, you will find hope and peace in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to support his amazing mission going on right now in Chicago through St. James, please go to our website, stjames-lutheran.org to find out more. Peace. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you enjoy yourselves? Good Thanksgiving? Anybody? All right, good. Like, I like these people over here. Yeah, you can say. Yeah. Anybody uh, talk about politics uh, this past Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, the kids say, God bless you. Uh, you know, I, we, my family's got a variety of political opinions and persuasions, but uh, thankfully there was no like big debate on who should be president or really sort of that sort of nastiness we, we can hear. I hope you didn't have to endure something like that either, especially as a Christian, we shouldn't be nasty about our political opinions. But we did talk about all the problems. Anybody talk about the problems of this country or this world over Turkey. I kind of hope you did, like it's everywhere, right? Unfortunately, we're just surrounded by it. We talked about the, the trial, the written house, or for or against, and had a real good conversation about that, like why are we even in this situation? Why did it even have to happen sort of thing? We talked about, uh, uh, we talked about our, our current president, the last president, and the inability of dialogue and confusion and the chaos of social media and the bomb throwing and the inability and the divisions that are going on around here. We talked about the high gas prices. We talked about the doggone variant, the pandemic, and what's the best route. And, you know, as we're talking, I think, I think all of us, no matter what our, our persuasion was or what is the best way to solve any of these issues of whether it's justice or the economy or, the, or health, man, we really need a, lead, a, a, a leader that can fix all these things. Whether you're a Biden guy or a Trump person, like I don't think anybody's really necessarily happy. We need someone to transcend all this stuff to lead without being partisan, to bring people together, to bring justice, to solve the pandemic. Am I, am, I, am I right? Who wants a leader? A king. Who, because of all this turmoil around us, would love to enjoy Christmas, and yet you already feel it's being robbed from you as you're worrying about all these issues. We need a king. Cue Jesus. Perfect king, really. And you know what's kind of funny? We're not much different than the people of Jesus' day. That's the joke. I feel bad for young people coming into this situation. I feel bad for my sons that have to kind of grow up with the chaos that is America and the insecurity that is America. But in the reality, if you know history, if you read it all, if you're being taught any of this, we're not living in different times. 
I can't even say these are the worst of times yet. It's crazy everywhere. And throughout history, there's been episodes just like this. And let me tell you, in Jesus' day, pandemic, check. You had endemics so many, who cares about pandemic? You constantly had something that was causing illness and inability to do anything with it. You were afraid of it. Leprosy, for one, you had these colonies where you would put people away because you don't know, want it to spread. They couldn't cure it. So you lived in fear of that. Political situation? They were under the Roman Empire. They were allowed to kind of do their own thing as Jews in Israel, but not ultimately. They didn't know who was going to be in charge. What happens when the next emperor comes? Will he rob us of our rights? You had different people saying, I'm the king, I'm the leader, I'll get rid of Rome, and causing rebellion and bloodshed and riots over the abuse of the police. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Afraid of the world, divisions, the Sadducees against the Pharisees, even people on the same side hated one another. They needed a king. Nothing has changed. We are definitely not living in a better world. I hope we've learned that. There's times where it's good, there's times where it's bad. But we're not living in a worse world. We're living in a world where human beings run things in a broken world. And so think about how they were feeling, just like you, no different at all. And Jesus has put his name in for president. Great song, by the way, Woody Guthrie, Wilco, Jesus Christ for president, check it out. You couldn't get better. I mean, environment, done, right? Clean it up, make food out of nothing, feed the poor, economy, easy. Literally got a coin from a fish to pay taxes. Partisanship, forget it. He annoyed everybody, <laughs> and he loved everybody. <laughs> Justice, he didn't care if you were powerful or rich or no nobody. Spoke the same, clearly. Told everybody to love one another, even your enemies, to give to each other. And it was above Republican or Democrat. They didn't speak on different sides. They tried, though. The Pharisees constantly gave Jesus questions to get him to take a side on an issue so that he would lose half his audience. He never fell for it. He was above it, yet he was in it as he walked among us problem solver. Fix it all. So when Jesus comes from the Mount Olives, and remember that place, Mount of Olives, what else happens there? Right before he dies, he's on the Mount of Olives. So he's at the Mount of Olives, and he tells the disciples something they were wanting him to say for a long time. He said, go get a colt. It's tied up. Untie it. Make sure it's the one that nobody's ever rid, because he is the king, and bring it here. And they did it. They bring it, Jesus is placed upon it, and the people go crazy. The time has come. The end of division, the end of scarcity, the end of injustice, the end of being oppressed. And as he's walking, they start throwing their cloaks in front of him. 
which was a red carpet like this one right here, a sign of you're the guy, right, as he's coming down to take his place. What's he doing? Coming down the Kidron Valley. He's coming to the Mount of Olives. He's going down, and he's going to enter in the capital city of Judaism, of Israel. And quite frankly, if you're an Israelite, if you're a Jew, the world, Mount Zion, on this cult. And everybody knew he was saying, I am king, and I've come to take the throne. And they say crazy stuff. See, I got you to get into the feel here. This is as if somebody came to the White House that was not elected, right? And was going to come in and say, I'm the president. And if it was someone that was just perfect, you might be saying the same thing. Oh my God, thank God. But it's also a little frightening, right? That doesn't sound good. We already have a president. So as he's going down and people are so pumped and they're yelling out radical things, Jesus Christ for president, basically. Better than that. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. That doesn't sound so good if you're the other king, right? So as they're yelling this out, these doggone Pharisees, go up to Jesus and they say, teacher. They don't call him king, right? Teacher. That's a little respectful. But teacher, uh, they say, um, tell your disciples, you know, rebuke your disciples. They're talking crazy talk, calling you king. I mean, come on. You're not, you're not king. Tell them to be quiet. Stop this. This is getting scary. And I bet they were a little scared. Because I promise you there have been other people that have been saying, I'm king, and try to take over Jerusalem, and it went down in flames. It didn't work out. But also, also, why would they not want Jesus to be king? I mean, they probably agreed there's all kinds of problems in the world, and we really could use someone to solve them. And I'll bet they agree that Jesus very likely was the real king, the real deal. But in the end, they didn't like Jesus because they didn't want him to be king of them. You see, they had gained a little comfortability. They gave lip service to a need for a Messiah and a Savior and how the world was messed up and and uh, we need a new leader and, you know, the prophecies, etc. And somebody's going to come and, and make everything right and bring back Eden, quite frankly. They gave lip service to this all the time. But they were fairly comfortable in their little position. Because we, we love even silly illusions of power. Their little position was this. They were allowed to be in charge as long as Rome got to really be in charge. So Rome allowed them to pretend like they were in charge of this or that. And so while they complained about Rome being in charge and how we need a Messiah and get rid of Rome, they didn't really mean it because they liked their little comfortable situation. And so they would get the people excited by saying, yeah, we need to get rid of Rome, right? And so they're going to like these Pharisees, but they really don't want anything to change. They don't want Jesus to be king because they like to be king. And so they not only tell the disciples to be quiet, but they kill them. For one reason, they wanted to be king. And brothers and sisters, that's you. 
sitting here talking about how awesome Jesus is, how much you want him to come, and how you think he's king for everybody else, for your enemies, for the liberals, for the conservatives. They need to listen to Jesus, but not me. I'll have a little bit of Jesus. He can rule one of my rooms in my house, but I'll take care of the rest of the rooms. Thank you very much, Jesus. I'll let you be king with me. We'll rule together side by side, but I can't let you take it all, Jesus. I, can, I like it when you tell me to do this and this because I agree with it, but I don't like it when the Bible says this. I don't agree with that. I like that, Jesus. Is that how you let Jesus be king? Do you welcome Jesus as king? Or are you really more like those Pharisees? Don't be too radical, Jesus. Stirring up trouble, Jesus. I like this little comfortable world of playing Christian, the Christian atheist. That's me sometimes for sure. I'll keep this sin to myself, Jesus. You can take the other things. You've, you died for those, but I'm not going to let this go. I'm not let, not let you rule my pop, pocketbook. I'm not going to let you rule my words. We like to play both. And quite frankly, we're the ones that put Christ on the cross because there's, there's only space for one king in our universe, and it's us. Repent and believe some good news. This Jesus rejected. The joke is this. As they were doing the worst thing you could do to God and that is kill him because you want to be God, joke is on you. This king, way above any doggone politician we've ever had, any president who really in the end is just a human being and just a sinner and quite frankly likes power, this Jesus gave it all up and allowed us to put all our hate, all our selfishness, all our self-righteousness upon him, and he gladly received it and took it. And that day you died, and your rejection and your hate and your anger and your sins died when Jesus died when it was put upon him. What a king that loves you so much that he allows you to abuse him so that he can benefit you. What a king that will do anything for you to have the presence of forgiveness of their past removed and the future secured even as we throw names at him. And that day Jesus was put up and a crown was put on his head and they made fun of him. But the joke is on Satan and the joke is on us. That's when he truly was crowned, when he earned and bought our love, when he died for his enemies, you and me, and became coronated, lifted up as our king. Whether you like it or not, Christ is king, and he is risen, and he gives you and his conquered sin and death, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, Jesus does reign, 
and loves you and died and rose for you. Those, that's history. That's a fact. Christ is in charge and has given you absolute pardon and peace for free and rules today. So the question isn't whether or not you want him to be king. He is. The question is, do you want to enjoy it? Do you want to find hope and peace in it? <laughs> or do you want to fight it all the way? Stop fighting against the reality that Christ is king and enjoy it. And by enjoying the fact that he loves you, that you are forgiven, that you will rise again, you can enjoy moments like Advent and Christmas when you're with your family instead of always looking around your shoulder when a bad thing is going to happen, when the Omicron variant's going to be uh, announced, when grandma's not going to do so well, when next year maybe someone's not going to be sitting at that table. You have been empowered to know that even death is not the end. Your future has been secured by this king, your past removed. Stop looking over your shoulders, being afraid of the future. Enjoy today. Enjoy who's in front of you. Enjoy the promises you have. Because one day you're going to see this forever. And you're going to sit at a Thanksgiving deal and not be talking about who's in charge or what's wrong with the world or how to fix it or how bad those people are. One day you're going to get along perfectly. One day we are going to see our loved ones again. And one day we are going to feast. And it will never end. In Jesus' name, amen.